Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force. I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello. Welcome back, archivists. Welcome back. Why are you laughing? Because you're laughing. Yeah, because you won't do the intro. (laughs) I'm just saying, I think you could do it every once in a while. All right. But we dig deep into the archives today. We're talking about another robbery today. I think was at the end of last week or the week before the Mm -hmm. last episode that we had when we talked about Mm -hmm. robberies. It was one of the last two episodes. And I mentioned, how come you don't ever hear about female robbers? Because I had the statistics. That was the last episode. Uh, So I Googled female bank robbers. (laughs) And one of the first ones to come up was Cora Hubbard. So that is who we're talking about. She is a part of this robbery, although I don't know if I would really give her credit for being a bank robber. Mm-hmm. She did receive one of the the like the biggest time in prison, so mm-hmm. I guess they really considered her part of it. She, I mean, she helped plan it and everything, but I don't know if I would mm-hmm. really consider. And how long ago was this? What did I say? Eighteen ninety seven. Eighteen ninety seven. Eighteen ninety seven. Yes. Now I mentioned that. We're talking about a female bank robber. She is a pretty famous one. Like, it's everything I read again said that she was pretty infamous and she went down in history for this. This is the only bank robbery that she committed. So, yeah. She has gone down as being only one of a few female bank robbers and ended up kind of like having her own legacy for this. Mm -hmm. Headlines at the time would call her the second Bell star who was pretty much uh, just a well-known female bank robber at the time. Mm-hmm. She was pretty good. It was just, she was just called the Bell star. Cora also bragged and talked a lot about being a part of the Dalton gang gang, which was just a group of outlaws between 1890 and 1892 who specialized in bank and train robberies. Evidence found in this robbery would end up corro- corroborating those claims, which just added to her fame and legacy. What also added to her infamy was her response when she was caught for these cri- this crime. She was unfazed and even would go on to tell newspapers that she wasn't afraid during the actual robbery. She would go on to say that her only regret was that her and her two other accomplices hadn't held up the whole damn town, is the quote from her. <laughs> she was born in February of 1877 in Columbus, Ohio. Although we know this from the 1880 U.S. Census, because at the time of the robbery that we're going to be discussing, she claims that she was 28 years old, which would have put her at being born in 1870. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the census has her correct age. And then when she's in prison, it has her as being born in 1877. So that's a little weird. I don't. Well, census were all handwritten back then, too. So. Yeah. So tend to believe the census with the prison records. Uh, Her parents were Samuel C. and Elizabeth Hubbard. Samuel happened to be a Union Army veteran who then became a cross-tie maker living in Cedar Township of Callaway County, Missouri. She was the second youngest of seven children, and after the death of her mother, Elizabeth, which was between 1880 and 1885, 
Cora, her father, and six other siblings moved to Spring Hill Township of Johnson County in Kansas. By the age of 20, Cora had married and divorced James Russell and then remarried, not remarried, sorry, married her second husband, Bud Parker. And at the time of the robbery that we're going to be discussing, she was living, discussing, did I say disgusting? Discussing. <laughs> at the time of the murder. At the time of the, the robbery, robbery. we're murder. discussing. I got murder of the brain. Well, we were talking earlier about the yeah, other yeah, one. Yeah, we were. Okay. She was living on uh, her husband's farm in Indian Territory, which is now Oklahoma, very close uh-huh. to the state line. Um, and then her brothers, Al and William, were living in the same area close to the farm. Now, I want to specify real quick for our listeners. I'm going to call it Indian Territory, but that's because that's what it's referenced as being in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And that's what everything I read on this case and this story called it so my mm-hmm. apologies if i don't think that's correct anymore but i just want to reference yeah, that that, that is what it's it was called okay. the people involved i'm just going to go over really quickly who the accomplices are with cora so we have albert Whit- whitfield tennyson he was born somewhere between 1863 and 1865 it's unsure his connection to the group or to cora's husband but it's just described as him drifting into the area at the time but he is being credited as the creator of the plan to rob the bank. He's the one who had previous bank robbery experience. <laughs> so he's the one that really talked everyone, this whole group, mm-hmm. into robbing this bank. John Sheets was born in Missouri, December of 1876. He was a farmhand for Bud Parker when the planning of this robbery began. Bud Parker, who I mentioned, was Cora's husband and he was the, the landowner. He was originally involved with the planning of this robbery, but ultimately did back out. He's not going to be one of the actual participants. Cora actually made fun of him for this and said she would not live with a damn coward. So who's the ringleader? It seems like Albert Tennyson is the ringleader-ish. All right. Also, from a 1900 census, Cora is listed as divorced. So after they are caught for this crime, Uh it looks like she doesn't go back to him. So she kept to her word that she wasn't going to live <laughs> with the coward in her. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Bill Hubbard, who I mentioned was one of her brothers. It was her oldest brother. He was born around 1871. He was originally supposed to take part in the robbery and was present during the planning, uh, but he also did back out. He previously had lived in Pineville, which is where the bank robbery is going to take place, and mm-hmm. he knew the layout of the McDonald County Bank, and he's actually w- the one that drew up the map for them to use during the robbery. Mm-hmm. So he did still have a pretty big hand in this robbery. All right, so how many people are we up to now? Who, who, what's, <laughs> the, what's the gang? One, two, three, four, and then Cora, okay. and then last person. But there's only going to be three people that actually commit okay. the bank robbery. So Bill Hubbard is... Cora's oldest, nope, sorry, I just said Bill Hubbard. Albert Hubbard is one of her other older brothers. Mm-hmm. He was born around 1871 also. He was involved in the planner, the, of the planning of the robbery also, but did ultimately back out as well. Mm-hmm. So now that was what, six people, so three people ended up backing out. Okay, so... So uh, the only people to commit this robbery are going to be Cora, John Sheets, and Albert Tennyson. All right. So this is... Starting on August 15th. So how many, so three plus how many others backed out? Three. So no. Six altogether. No, but there were some others that never joined. Remember the husband and, or are you counting Yeah, them? I just said that. There was one, two, three, four, five, plus Cora is six. There's six altogether involved in the original planning. Only three commit the robbery. Okay, okay. 
But the husband said she was ragging on the husband because he said yeah, no. Yeah, she made fun of him. Yeah, right. she was making fun of him, essentially. The robbery. So there's three people that know about it. Yes, that are it's, not. It, that are, yeah, yeah. Six yeah. people that know about it, but only three committed it. Yes. Or, yeah. Yes, there are okay. six people that planned it, planned only it. Three, three that are okay. carrying it out. All right. I'm going to argue only two are carrying it out. Okay. I'll get there, but All there's, right. yeah, only three participating. So on August 15th, 1897, Cora John Sheets. August 15th? Yeah. 1897. How many years is that? You know, <laughs> I don't have my phone. Here we are again. <laughs> Damn, doing math. Fun oh, fact: uh, My birthday is yes, August fifteenth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one nine nine five minus what? Eighteen what? Ninety seven. I feel like almost Na- ninety eight years before you were born. Exactly ninety eight years. Wow. Before you were born, exactly. It's a long time. Yeah, your birthday's the fifteenth. That's why I said that. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty right, cool. Go ahead. I derailed you. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, I need a chance to talk about me and my birthday. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so August 15th is when this is going to begin. It's going to be over the next couple of days. Cora, John Sheets, and Albert Tennyson set out for Pineville, Missouri from Kansas. This is because, remember, they're in Kansas. They stop in Coffeeville, is what it looks like. Okay. How do you pronounce it? Kansas. Yeah. Uh, for, I believe it was John wanted to buy a Winchester rifle and some ammunition and then they went to Cora's father's home in Weir City, Kansas, where the three spent a couple of days. So the next, like, two days, one day, one and a half days. So when they arrive in Pineville, John and Albert head out to town to make sure that everything was going to go according to their plan. They really just went looking to see if anything was going to get in their way uh, before they went back to get Cora to carry out the robbery. Now, the reason I said only two people really committed this robbery is because Cora's role in this was to just sit outside about a block away from the bank with the getaway horses. All right, where's the bank again? Pineville, Missouri, McDonald County Bank. Uh, Like I said, Cora was to sit outside about a block away from the bank with the getaway horses. Can you believe that's a sentence that (laughs) can be said? The getaway horse. Yeah, this is um, 1897. Getaway horses. John and Albert head to the bank and they pull guns on three men that were sitting out of the bank. John Shields, A.V. Manning, and Marcus Lamance. Now, they were all, one of them was, I believe, Shields. John Shields was the manager. And then... The uh, the other ones were cashiers and just employees. Mm-hmm. So there's just three employees of the bank. So now this is just old school. The, the money is in the till, and they probably handwrite your bank statement and, and all that. There's nothing automated, nothing at all. There's no cameras. There's nothing. It's just probably some bars that separate the teller and the person. Wild. Mm-hmm. That's why bank robberies happened a lot yeah. <laughs> more back in the day. So they uh, pull their guns on them and tell them that they wanted the money. Albert stays outside with Marcus Lamance to stand watch and while everyone else goes inside. John Shields does try to fight back with John Sheets and object to what he's trying to do, but John knocks him to the ground and then continues on with the robbery. And John Shields ends up filling up the, uh, the bag that he has with $589.23. Probably a lot in those days. Mm-hmm. 
So when leaving the bank, John and Albert use John Shields and A.V. Manning as human shields from anyone potentially shooting at them. Mm -hmm. They also took Manning's watch before they got back to Cora and the horses, and then they make their getaway. So they didn't kidnap them. They just grabbed them as they were going out the door to get to their horses. And just used them as shields, essentially, to get to the horses and left them there. Kind of just like on TV in the old Western. I can picture it. And then what I thought was interesting is that they are going to be hunted down by what is described as a posse and by yeah, yeah, multiple yeah, posse. Yeah, posse, yeah. <laughs> so they just had cash. Did they have in a bag? I can't remember what you yeah, say. Yeah, in a bag. In, in a, a bag. bag, yeah. Uh, wow, 500 and something dollars. <laughs> yeah. They're chased throughout Missouri and Kansas. They're ambushed uh, by a couple other posses that like get a uh, pair up together. With the horses getting either spooked or injured, they all end up going their separate ways with Cora and John Sheets managing to stay together. Mm-hmm. And they end up stealing a horse at gunpoint at some point. Um, and then they go to Parsons, Kansas, and this is where they separate. Cora takes a train back to her father's home in Weir City. And John Sheets goes somewhere else to plan a bigger escape to Iowa with promises to return in a few days for Cora. So he's going to go plan out some bigger escape. So they hopped on the train. It probably cost them 20 cents to take the train or something, you know, <laughs> to put yeah. it in perspective. Because they had $500. And, you know, you're thinking, oh, a train? Well, they're broke already. Well, no, no, no. The train probably didn't cost that much. There were reports of a man who paid for breakfast the next day in all pennies. Um, that led to another posse finding Tennyson wounded in a cabin about 20 miles inside of Indian Territory. He was armed with a 45 Winchester, a 45 revolver, and he had $121.50 on him. So, yeah, he was paying for his breakfast with pennies, <laughs> which they said lined up with what was taken from the bank. So it sounds like quite a bit of t- pennies oh, were taken. And who was that? Albert Tennyson. Oh, but the report, you said the report said a man was paying for Yeah, breakfast. so there was a report of some man paying for his breakfast ah, in gotcha. all pennies in a close by. It wasn't so very far. So somebody thought that was and suspicious. So, yes, then. Oh, okay. because it lined up with what they had taken from the bank. And this, so there was, it was probably a bolo, like an announcement out about this. Okay. So this posse finds him and he is arrested first. Okay. So he cooperates with police immediately, and that's how they end up finding Cora at her father's house. Oh, he ratted her out. Okay. He tells them about everyone else being involved, too. He rats everyone out. Oh, yeah. So when the police show up to Cora's house, they first find her brother, Bill Hubbard, and arrest him. And then when they return for Cora, she goes without incident. And as John Sheets is returning for her, he is stopped and arrested from his buggy, is what they called it. They called it a buggy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Cora's other brother is also arrested and interrogated at this point, um, so everyone is in custody. Mm-hmm. So they also search her father's house, and so now we're going to talk about the evidence. So they search her father's house, and they find $161 buried in the vegetable garden. Which is, well, $161 is a lot of money back then, but buried in the vegetable garden. Mm-hmm. That's suspect, yeah. $25 hidden in a hill of peppers. Oh, Okay. hidden in the potatoes. (laughs) Uh, That's weird that they knew to search all these places. 
Yeah, I don't know if uh, oh, someone probably guy, the other guy her father might have. Yeah, someone okay. probably told him they found a Colt forty five revolver with the name Bob Dalton, and this is the evidence that corroborates her story about being a member of the Dalton gang. Uh, Bob Dalton is was like the the main person yeah, in that his gang. Brothers, they were brothers. Yes, allegedly three, they were, three brothers. Allegedly, they ran with Jesse James, but we, that's oh, I didn't read that yeah, that's far not into really it. Proven or disproven? I don't think. Now, there were men's clothing that were found that Cora had been wearing during the robbery. So she had actually cut her hair super short and wore men's clothing while the robbery was taking place. Oh, wow. Yeah. And her father tells law enforcement that when he had seen his daughter right before the robbery, she had her hair cut short and was dressed in men's clothing. Uh, So her father's given them up, too. But this clothing was at her house when they came? Yeah. Yeah. She was a dumb criminal and didn't get rid of it. <laughs> she hid the money in the vegetable garden, but she didn't hide the men's clothing. It's kind of like, what, what was the one we did last week? The guy, after how many years, kept the Jeep with g- bullet j- holes yeah, in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there was also witnesses outside. It was that posse, that first posse that followed Cora and the men mm-hmm. when they were immediately fleeing. And they reported to the necessary authorities when uh, the three of them changed directions tor- back towards Pineville. So mm-hmm. they were trying to like throw people off. So there's witnesses. The other search parties that I mentioned that were formed along with um, the attempt to ambush them. So we have like just multiple witnesses of them. Like they, yeah. they were seen throughout the entire thing running away. Now, when John Sheets is arrested, they find, because remember I mentioned he was arrested from his buggy on his way to get Cora, they find $91 along with a forty-five caliber six-shooter, which I thought was interesting that he only had $91 on him and then Cora had the rest. <laughs> you know, she didn't really participate in the bank robbery, but yeah, wha- she had most of the money. It, it sounds like she was definitely like a, a ringleader, probably in the planning phases and stuff. Her you know, based on the comment about her husband, you know, I, I, I she was like on board or or maybe she was a bully, mm. you know, or pushy or bossy or something. And people were just maybe afraid of her. So she got more money or something, you know. Or maybe they thought they'd give her most of the money because nobody would think a woman robbed a bank. Oh, true. Uh, yeah, because she was dressed in But men's the guy clothing. got busted and he ran everybody out. So He did, and he was the one that put the idea in everyone's head. Yeah. And he was the one who had previous experience, although if Cora really ran with the Dalton gang, that means mm. that she would have had previous yeah. bank robbery So experience. there's something missing there. This is a good a good history project research, too. You yeah. Know? All right, so the evidence continue what what else that was all the evidence that was it yeah i mean tons of witnesses they found all of the guns they found all of the money where'd they find the guns again so where's my evidence john sheets had a 45 caliber six shooter on him oh on him mm-hmm. when he was arrested in the buggy that's what they found in the buggy right tennyson when he was arrested he had a 45 winchester and the 45 revolver and then Cora had her Colt forty five revolver with the name Bob D- Dalton on it. Yeah, so when they searched her father's house, this is more like circumstantial evidence today. So there's no fingerprint, no gunshot residue test at this in this day and age. Uh, there's no DNA, obviously, no DNA. Th- there's nothing. So this guy rats him out, right? Because remember about confessions, right? 
you still always go and collect evidence because the person can mm-hmm. what? They can re- recant. recant their statement. But in these days, the guy says, hey, all these people did it, and they have guns with them, and they have money, this much money. And so the police go look for it. There probably not any, any warrants in those days either. They find the guns. Yeah. Oh, this is the guy that he said did the bank robbery, and he has a gun with him. They held up the bank with the gun. We'll take the gun as evidence. Oh, we found some money too. Oh, it, that's it. It's all together. It, it's all together. Whereas today, those details would would just would make you hone in, and then you'd have to, you'd go get you'd have to place everything. You'd have to place the person at the bank. You'd have to place the gun at the bank. Even with all the you witnesses. Know, yeah, you, I mean, you start with the witnesses. Uh, how many witnesses were there? I mean, there was like five posse's, so it didn't specify but how many that was the, people. That's, no, that's posse's. They're just that's the the hunt. That that's the bounty hunters. Or they were, but the posse's were following them. Like there was a posse of people outside of the bank that started following them the minute they left the bank. So they they had people trailing them the whole time. Why didn't they grab them then? They were on foot and they were on horse. I don't know if they had. It didn't specify if the witnesses had. Yeah, the they, they probably there was probably gaps in between there oh. and stuff. Yeah, it so I get like what you're were. saying, but. But you know, today you, again, you'd you'd have to put it all together mm-hmm. a little bit tighter than it was back. But that's that was the evidence in those days, and that's how they put it together. And, I mean, it's it's for eighteen ninety seven. It's a pretty good, pretty good case. I mean, because there's really no police, right? Yeah, it was the posse. It was <laughs> probably the marshal, like the marshals. You know, maybe there's a local sheriff in some of these towns. You know, but there was no like cross jurisdiction state police that type of thing yeah maybe just the marshals probably the one of the john shields does end up going to cora's father's house with one of the i think it was a sheriff Mm -hmm. uh to help identify stuff so he they had him identify like them and everything too oh good so they used kind of not like a lineup but yeah so they're doing an investigation a good investigation okay that's not bad also when i mean when they took her she she basically admitted she was like you know remember i said she said the only thing she regretted was not holding up the entire town yeah so right so they're making comments and stuff so they're like oh it's a done deal yeah they i mean they all and tennyson is the one who came up with it so they basically confessed so both of Cora's brothers uh, end up being released on August 28th. So this, again, was just a matter of a couple weeks mm-hmm. that this was happening. So there, the, nothing happens to them. John Sheets and Albert Tennyson and Cora Hubbard are all convicted of bank robbery in January of 1898 and sentenced to state prison in Jefferson City. Cora and John both believe, receive... I typed that wrong. Cora and John both receive 12 years and Albert gets only 10 because he cooperated. Cora gets her sentence commuted in 1904 and she's released on New Year's Day in 1905. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. Commute. What'd you say? Commute. She got it commuted. Her sentence was commuted. Yeah. So 1988 to no. 1905. How many years is that? 1988. 18. 18- 98 sorry to 1904 to 1905 geez <laughs> seven years seven so she only served seven of her 12 all right so yeah okay so it was commuted yep it, so that means so no probation of parole or anything like that means okay time the time you served is 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 it okay and what did the other guys get uh john received 12 years also and albert received 10 for his cooperation but Nothing you said that they said. did less time than her. 
She, I said that she got one of the higher sentences. Oh, oh. How, well, how long John. did those other guys serve? I, I didn't see anything. Oh, ever. okay. Yeah, All there's right. not a whole lot on this case. So, Most what happens came. once they get out? Anything? Nothing. How old was she then? She was born in 1877. <laughs> okay, hang on. Here we do. <laughs> I mean, we just can't get away from she, this math. She claims that she was only 28 at the uh, time of the. A robbery, but again, like I said, that would put her birth as seven years before. So 28 plus seven, I guess. Well, it, I just did the math 20 years old. Right? So 1897 was when the robbery was committed, right? Yes. And when was she born? 1877. Yeah, 20 years old. Yes, 20 years. Yes, you're right. Because then 28 would put her at 70. So 20 plus how many years did she do again? She only did seven, seven, did we say? So she's not even 30 years old and out of jail, so she probably had a full a full life. And I couldn't find anything that gave her a death date. So, again, these are old. Oh, we're talking about 1800s here, so beginning of 1900s. I might have to go do some research on this, like historical research. If you have better sources, I most of this just came from Wikipedia and then... History historynet.com those are literally the only two places mm -hmm. and if you go to wikipedia the only sources they have is from this historynet.com too yeah so this story yeah, yeah. came from well uh, the thing is we have to see if people if there are books out there if people wrote books that kind of thing oh his digital collection from uh hold on from university of washington yeah, it has her death, it has she died as unknown, which is interesting. So you asked about her later life. Uh -huh. it, uh, Wikipedia just says that little is known about her life after prison. She, like I said, was divorced according to the 1900 uh -huh. census, so she did not go back to Bud Parker. That'd be a good research project for somebody to go see if they could figure out what happened or what, what I mean, maybe she turned her life around. So apparently while she was in prison, she was a seamstress. Yeah, and cool. uh, it was reported that she had been a model prisoner. Uh, and then she was planning on being employed as a seamstress when getting out. So it's really unknown as if okay. she did that, but that was her plan. And then probably really pretty boring then. So maybe it's not a good research project. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like before she got out of prison, yeah, yeah. seems like the yeah. interesting stuff. Because, uh, right. again, this says her uh, her legacy survived even though her known life of crime was literally only this one bank robbery. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Bank robbery. Female bank robber. You found one, Hannah. Yeah. And there's a few other ones that are like this uh, Bell Star. So the female bandit rivals, the daring deeds of Bell Star and Kate Bender. So that seems like, and then maybe even the Dalton gang is something. If our listeners are interested in learning more about those, that might even be something. The Dalton gang might be something that we could dive deeper into if that interests anyone. Mm -hmm. Yes, no, maybe so. Maybe. Your thoughts? Yeah. This, I've, this was just a small one. I just thought it was interesting because we had talked about female bank robbers. So it's nothing, nothing crazy. That's it. I'm, it's a short one today. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the little history lesson. Yeah, just keeping up with the bank robbery theme. That was fun for a few weeks. Yeah, I was interested in the female bank robberies. Yeah. You did a good job 
outlining the investigation. And, you know, there's just, they have evidence, but there's just not going to be much investigative activity, you know, like DNA collection and things like that. Yeah, which I know is what you're here for, but... No, that's fun... No, that's why I kind of offer my thoughts on what's probably going on, how they put the case together, you know? And how it would go during today. Yeah. Just thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, it's fun. All right, so if you guys are enjoying listening to us, we have over 50 episodes now that you can download and binge on any of our... Wherever you listen to your podcast, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, all of the ones... Uh, if you are enjoying listening to us, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts that just pushes us out to get heard by more people and hear the feedback. We love that, too. You can follow us on Instagram at True Crime Archives Podcast. Jeez. <laughs> I got confused between yeah. Twitter and Instagram for a second. And then we're on Twitter at TC Archives Pod. So. Help us grow. We got over 5,000 downloads now or 6,000. So. Yeah. Help us grow. And we will be back next week with a bigger one. It'll be longer. And back to the genealogy. (laughs) Genealogy. All right, cool. (laughs) All right, bye. Later.